Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's news tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined by my lovely co-founders and good friends, Ash Polson and Steve Bowling. Welcome, guys. How y'all doing? Hey, happy Monday. Happy President's Day Monday. I, mean, I guess it's nice to have a you know good president. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, right. Well, as far as we know so yeah. far, it's so far we can we can at least uh, uh, yeah we can we can somewhat celebrate President's Day again. This is the only day you can unironically say thanks, Obama. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> really well said. Yeah, true. That's true. That's very true. <laughs> uh, did you guys have a good weekend? Man, yeah, I did. Sorry, like a really mm-hmm. great weekend. Uh, That's good. Just a lot of nice. family time, which I, I really enjoy. You know, and Valentine's Day, I got to go out, which was really nice. That's that's, that's a rare occurrence. Uh, yeah, definitely right. took full advantage of, of getting to be an adult. I think I had my first actual drink in like a year. So uh-huh. you know, the wife and I went to dinner. No kids. Got to actually have a beer with my dinner. It just felt good to remember that I am a grown man and I don't have to just you know <laughs> serve people juicy juice all day. <laughs> right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I can tell you that I obviously I'm not a father, so I don't I don't have to worry about that aspect of things. But just being able to go out, like I, my my wife and I will go out once every couple of weeks because things have opened up back in LA. But we're of course still very careful. We only go to certain restaurants that we feel are socially distanced enough with the tables and and. But I will never again take for granted just going out and having some beer at an izakaya or mm. or just going out to eat because it's just such a it's a rare, special thing now in the aftertimes, the, the COVID times. So I hear you, man. Yeah, and, and so to have that plus the pressure of fatherhood and, and you know, parenthood, that's got to be, yeah. I, I'm yeah. not surprised it's been a year uh, since yeah. you've been out. Yeah, Derek <laughs> knows a thing or two about fatherhood. How was your weekend, man? I was good. Uh, I mean, I just sort of uh, took it easy. And uh, the, the tricky thing is, is um, <clears throat> for Valentine's Day, I got her... Final Fantasy fourteen Complete Edition on PS4 because we signed up for the free trial both together together on my computer. Unfortunately, Square does not allow you to take your account free trial from oh. PC to PS4. So there's not really a good way for her to play on my PC. So it's like, oh, perfect. I'll get her Complete Edition. But then we run into the trouble of, well, she wants to make good, good use of her uh, month first month free trial and actually have time for it. So now we're trying to find a good chunk of time so she can actually activate it and enjoy the full content and get in there. And I know it's not like the most romantic gift or anything like that, but it's one of those things where it's like it made her so happy and that made me happy because she's she's been wanting to dive back into it for a while. And I'm excited to do the same. I, I'm hoping to... You know, obviously, been talking about it a bit, uh, and starting up again in Final Fantasy fourteen. I'll be playing the PC version, uh, still off only the free trial. I'll eventually get the complete edition on PC, uh, but that was nice. But you know, it didn't really do a whole lot else on Valentine's. We we still have our like every Friday, got to watch Wandavision, <laughs> all that yes. stuff. Nice, yes, uh, that's always a lot of fun. Um, and as far as Kai news, uh, it's crazy. This kid is growing up so fast, like. Because I'm able to, he likes to stand, kind of. Yeah. He he'll he'll uh, put his feet down, and, like he'll stand up, like I can just sort of balance him, um, in my in my like keep him steady, 
but he'll mostly stand on his own and be mostly balanced. I'll steady him nice. most, in the most bit, but it's like, kid's not even crawling yet. And oh, he's wait. standing like that. It's like, oh my God. When, it's, when it's a weird feeling. When he starts to crawl, he will be unrecognizably skinny compared to how he is now. Like, the, the amount of <laughs> the weight that a baby drops when they become ambulatory is ridiculous. Almost concerning. Uh, but, you know, back really? to what you said about gifts. Um, I don't think that there's anything wrong with giving a loved one or a significant other a, a game or something like that for a gift. Uh, mm-hmm. If you follow yeah. me on Twitter, my wife uh, bought me a controller mod kit for the switch pro controller and i loved it 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 was my favorite thing she gave me just a couple of hours to sit down and disassemble a pro controller and install leds in it and stuff and i mean here's here's uh, the finished product it ooh, it's actually really fancy. cool i really like it but oh that's awesome I mean, it's not a traditionally romantic gift but i mean it it spoke to who i am and i really liked mm. that that she was thoughtful enough to think you know, what do I like to do? I like to tinker and I love video games. So she got me something that neatly combined both of those yeah. things. And I think, you know, we all know Amy's well, yeah. a gamer. She she likes to play games. So oh, yeah, I'd, I'd absolutely. Say it's a thoughtful gift. And, and, and she yeah. was very kind with my gift. Like uh, she got me a uh, sort of backpack kit. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it. Basically stuff to help your back while you're holding a baby. A little like little seat, that, a little saddle that you can strap onto yourself. Put him oh. on, and all of a sudden, all the weight's on that, and not my back. That's and oh, God, is that a, is that nice? I don't that's put it on all the time. Bjorn, isn't it? I think like where where they're slotted in and they're facing your chest. Well, this this one has actually has all kinds. It, it oh, sometimes wow. it's like that. Sometimes it can be on your back, on your front, facing you, away, facing away from you. That's... It has all these options uh, for as he gets bigger and uh, all that. So he's good for a while. And yeah, there's there's times where I'm holding him for because <laughs> he's a heavy boy, and having the ability to not have my back screaming by the time I put him down is nice. Yeah. <laughs> I, just, I yeah, gotta yeah. use him more often, but it's because I'm still in the, like just like oh right, I have that thing. I should I should use yeah. It. I mean, what's what as Steve was saying, what's romantic and what isn't really is in the eye of the beholder. You know, it's, it depends on your love language. What you know, what appeals to you. So a video game can be just as romantic a gift as flowers or chocolate and my wife and i we just went traditional we, we never really have gone all that all, all out for valentine's day so mm. we didn't get any we didn't really get each other like presents for like you know i got i got her some flowers and took her out on a picnic and got her a book that she she'd been looking forward to um and she's got me some chocolates and we just spent the day together and and uh it's, it's funny she's a she's a flowers girl and i'm a chocolates guy she doesn't like chocolate or candy or anything so she gets me the chocolates but um you know she got me some nice godiva chocolates and yeah just had a, had a nice uh, yeah, we went to over to Culver City Park, had a nice little picnic, and uh, you know, watched some watched some shows and just kind of spent quality time together. She's getting That's caught awesome. up on Cobra Kai, so we watched a few episodes of Cobra Kai. We watched nice. uh, a couple of Netflix docs, and uh, yeah, just had kind of a nice, chill, uh, chill, chill weekend together. I was also playing some Last of Us Part Two in front of her, and she got really into the story, so I had to catch her up on everything. Uh-huh. Up to where I am in the game, which is like around thirty-ish hours in, thirty to thirty-three hours in. So She's I had like, to no, no, start over that. so I can see from the beginning. <laughs> I already started over once because I because I started playing it, then it got sidetracked, and then I was at that weird limbo where okay, do I keep going and and mm-hmm. forget some of the some of the finer bits of storytelling, or do I just start over? And I decided to start over, and I'm glad I did, but I don't want to start over again. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I want to no finish this time. game already to see what happens. Yeah, mm-hmm. I hear you. 
Well, we'll, real quick before we dive into the news for today, uh, of course, we have a sponsor and Monday sponsor as uh, as per usual is the Game Orb. And this episode of TNT is brought to you by the Game Orb. Uh, they are a fledgling channel focused mostly on Nintendo content. It's currently running Let's Plays of Unbox Newbies Adventure, Splatoon 2, Super Mario 35 and more. So you should you should subscribe to the Game Orb at the link in the description. And let's get them. I forgot to check this before we started, but I he they better be at 100 subscribers because I asked last time and I said we I should do it right now Let's and see. I want to see it please uh, yes 104 subscribers Hell 104 yeah. nice Thank you good nice. job everyone yes. I am so proud I am so proud. Let's get them to 200 now. Let's see if we can get... Uh, we'll, be, we'll be modest. Let's see if we can get to 150 by next week, 200 by the end of the... Uh, by the, the uh, next week after that. I want to see that keep rising. But nice. thank you so much for supporting the Game Ward. Thank you so much to the Game Ward for supporting us. And, uh, yeah, just be sure to check out their channel. But let's say we get to the news, everyone. And like uh, first up is... Uh, some more Square Enix news as they've shown off new near replicant version 1.2 <laughs> gameplay. <laughs> and I, I honestly not had a chance to sit down and watch it myself outside of the um, uh, opening bit. But one, it looks one. My first impression from that first like 30 seconds was God, this game looks good. And two, God, it's weird to see young near. <laughs> right. I've been I've been skipping around and, and watching bits and pieces of the video, some exploration, some combat, and guys, I'm so excited for this game. It, it's no secret that I loved Near Automata, loved it, and uh, that I, I'm hearing this music as I watch this Near Replicant gameplay, and it is I you know it, it it's reminding me of the Near Automata soundtrack and the the gameplay. It just looks so fun, and I didn't play the original Near, so I don't really have much of a yeah, reference same. point other than knowing what happens in it because of Automata uh, because it's kind of a direct sequel in a, in a way but uh, other than that I never, I never played the original so this is my first time es- essentially seeing the first game in action even though it's a remake and man you guys I'm excited for this I am excited for this yeah me it, too I, uh, I went through a weird period where Square would randomly without me asking because I assumed I just wouldn't get it they would offer me codes for really great games like they're and they they randomly like cold emailed me and was like hey you want a free copy of near automata and i was like sure why not and i i i played it and i was just blown away by it i still haven't finished it but i i need Mm -hmm. to they did the same thing with final fantasy 15 they were like hey the brand new final fantasy is out do you want to try it and i was like yeah of course i do (laughs) you know i just assumed you wouldn't let me have it uh so I'm I'm looking at the footage right now. If you're watching TNT, you can see the trailer playing, and I gotta say, this looks awesome. <laughs> I want to try this so it, bad. It is yeah. such a big difference. Uh, just just in this town that we're seeing uh, that you see in the beginning, uh, it is incredible uh, to see how much of a facelift it got. Because I'm one of the, I'm the weird one. I've only played Near in preparation for Near Automata, but never got the chance to. Um, play near automata yet i want to it's on my list but uh yeah I've, I've only played the original near and it is a fantastic game well it's a fantastic story with fantastic music and fantastic characters and a fantastic world with okay gameplay <laughs> it's right. very samey and the gameplay i've seen i haven't got to the gameplay part of this trailer but the gameplay i've seen from um 
uh, other little trailers for Replicant look fantastic. It looks like such an improvement. And my God, the um, just visual uplift uh, upgrade for this is uh, in- incredible. Um, you guys are in for a treat playing through this. And it, it's, I mean, if you're familiar with Nier Automata, you know that when you get to the ending, it's not the ending. And right. the the way they have the alternate, like the second play second playthrough and all that stuff that they do um so revelatory what they what happens and it's so fascinating and i'm I'm curious how they're going to handle some things because there's some really strange choices that's are that are made gameplay wise uh for some portions of the story and uh seeing what they they stick with it um I, I don't know. I'm, I'm really uh, excited for it. Also, I've noticed that uh, Kaine has um, uh, her design is a, at least from what I remember quite a bit different because there's nothing covering her backside from how I can tell. It's like string, but I'm like I don't remember her butt being out that much. <laughs> it's like okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, Eduardo Tena is Drake and Guardian ever, ever even necessary to understand near story? No, I mean you can watch Clemp's uh, video on the Drake and Guard series to get a sense of it, but nah, you you really don't. But it, it does add no. a bit more flavor to it. Yeah, and and, and speaking as someone who's played uh, Automata in its entirety, I, I would and I and hadn't played the original. I would say that it, it would help to have played the original before Automata, but it's certainly not required. To enjoy the game because I still enjoy the hell out of it, and the the game tells you enough about what you need to know from the first game for you to still really enjoy the plot twists and such that happen nice. in Automata. So you know, I think mm-hmm. if you can play them both in order, definitely do so. But uh, you don't have to if you just want to play Automata. Yeah, I'm just I'm excited. Do we do we have a release date for this? I completely forget. It's March Thank something. You. It's like March seventeenth. <laughs> Something okay, like I that. I want to say it's Let's coming see. up. It's, oh, my bad. It's April 22nd. It's not March at all. It's April 22nd. Okay. Oh, wait, oh, no. Right. That's cool. a lie. That's the original game. That is the original game. Uh, <laughs> let's see. You got to start it? putting in all the all the numbers, man. One point. I know. It's so annoying. Yeah, version one point, whatever. What, what that, that's Yoko Taro. You know, yeah. okay. Here's the, here's the crazy close. thing. April 23rd. Nice. Okay. Yeah. Um. So real real quick crazy thing Ash because I know you've been tempted to get into Final Fantasy 14 yourself. Um Yes. There's near automata content in that game from my understanding. I know, I've um, heard there is. It's canon. <laughs> yeah, what? I've heard that as well. So that's <laughs> yeah. another reason I need to play it, uh which as I said, I really do think I'm going to start with the PS5 version. So I'm not going to jump in right away. Uh, I'm going to mm. wait for the PS5 version. I I know you're jumping in pretty much right away, oh. there, but I'm going to wait till PS5. Yeah. Well, hello. We have a piece of breaking news. Ooh, yes, from not from Naughty Senpai, correct? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh Senpai upping their pledge from five dollars all the way up to twenty-five, joining the EP squad. Oh my! Wow, that's, thank you. That, so that's much. a very nice move. That's not naughty at all. No, and, and you and, and you noticed us. We were noticed by Naughty Senpai. Thank you so Dang. so much for your support. Oh I don't gosh. know what it means to be noticed by a Naughty Senpai, but I know I like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there you go, Jesse. Uh, There's your first bit of uh, out, of, out of context content. There you Con go. facts cross naughty senpai. I'm actually, yes. I, I'm actually rather impressed with how true true to the original this still is um, watching through this. Me too. But either way, uh, we should go ahead and move on to our next uh, topic. Pop right. that on. 
Uh, G4 TV has returned from the dead with X-Play, Attack of the Show, and more. Which, I saw this, but I didn't realize how uh, crazy it actually was. It has its, uh, you know, YouTube out. And um, they got uh, an esports show, G4, uh, yeah, G4, an esports show, X-Play, and Attack of the Show. Um, all playing throughout Why? the day, I guess. On, uh, starting on Friday, uh, with Friday, February 12th. Did anybody watch this? Because I've, I've not too familiar with it, so I'm not sure how well it went. I have not yet. I, I'm I'm mildly curious to check out X-Play. I mean, I used to watch X-Play back in the day. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it for what it was. Um, you know, there were there were times where I really enjoyed Adam Sessler, Morgan Webb, uh, and whoever it was that that uh, who was Morgan Webb's predecessor. I can't remember her name, unfortunately, at the moment. That was but back, I, I enjoyed that, was, their... that was back on Tech TV. So that's way exactly. before. Yeah, yeah. and I, I enjoyed it for what it was. But X-Play always did have a very anti-Japanese game dev bent. It was all very pro-Western, very anti-Nintendo, anti. JRPG stuff, and you know, that's not really my thing. Um, mm-hmm. But I still enjoyed it for what it was, and so I'm I'm mildly curious to see how G4 looks and sounds and feels in its new incarnation. But it's not something that I've been like begging for and hoping would come back, right? Like right. I'm going to go out of my way for. Yeah, G4 TV reminded me of the at-home version of GameStop's in-house TV network back mm-hmm. in the day like it, yeah. it was more an extension of marketing to an extent uh and and i feel like it it was more for the uh quote unquote gamer <laughs> the one the one that everyone capital hates. g I, yeah i, mean, I felt like gamer. it had more yeah. respect for games as a medium than anything else on spike tv so it's like it's like at oh, least yeah, it's I'm, somewhat yeah. more the, you know at least it's entertaining and fun and that, the that, one thing i want to point out though as a as a youtuber why is this on four different channels? Yeah, that's why. Weird, right? Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> I mean, really that, strange. That to me is is like nails on a chalkboard level annoying. I I if if I like G four TV, these are all G four properties. Why are they not just on one centralized channel with maybe a fifteen minute break in between shows or something? I get that the right. shows run back to back, but they're never concurrent. So you yeah. could. You yeah. could just run them on one channel. Uh, I, I don't understand the strategy behind making four separate channels and asking your viewership to to subscribe to four different. I I don't know. I'm sure I'm there's some sure. reason. Somebody probably not... advised them that this was a good choice, but it it just seems bizarre to me. Well, and I'm not sure I understand their name their namesake show G4 being at five fifteen in the morning Pacific. I don't. Yeah. Is yeah. anybody really getting up at five fifteen in the morning I mean, to watch I, G4? I get, that, I get that folks on the. It, it, it's a weird time slot in general because folks on the East Coast, it's eight fifteen. That's the start of an, an adult's work day or even a kid's school day for the most part. Right. Mm. Um. And and it's way too early for folks on the West Coast where most people are probably still sleeping. Um. And I mean, I'm an early riser, and I'm still not out of bed at five. That is <laughs> right. I, yeah. I, I would hate my life if I was up that early. Um. Yeah. So I, I don't understand the timing, but I guess if you're doing a morning show, is there really a great time? I don't know. I mean, yeah, I'll never I mean, tune in yeah. live for sure. Not at five fifteen, and it ends by the time I'm really settled in for the day at eight fifteen. Right. Mm. Or, well. Oh no! Yeah. You know what? I guess that is a question I have to ask. When do these end? Because now that I, I think about it, I just my know. mind went to it goes from five to eight, and now I'm realizing no, 
right, each show just... is three hours apart, and there's no way each yeah. show is three hours long. Yeah, I can't imagine a three-hour-long so, expo. So they're not back-to-back. They're just shows that air it. The four right? channels make even make less sense. sense now. <laughs> well, and, and I'm looking at X-Play's channel now. They Their first upload was two weeks ago, and yet they still only have four videos. The latest one being, would you eat this with QT Cinderella? So I'm going to let you draw your own conclusions as to what uh, kind of content maybe we can expect for the new X-Play. I don't want to be too judgmental. It might end up being No, great. no, no, no. I hope it is. I hope it is. I, but... What I hope is that, I, I don't know, I know people were auditioning to be hosts for X-Play uh, on Twitter a while ago, and mm-hmm. I, I know that I liked the people I saw auditioning. I saw a lot of people of color, a lot of content creators that I would, that I would love to have on this show uh, auditioning for the role, so I don't know if they ended up just going with old members of the G4 crew or, or who even hosts these shows. Well, but it looks like it's Adam Sessler, at least for some of them. I think he's the singular host right now. Then he has uh, guests on, and maybe they'll hire a, a co-host I, at some point. I could, but be right wrong. now it seems to be Adam Sessler. I could be wrong, hmm. but didn't Sessler have some legendarily bad takes? Like, I mean, and, and I'm not talking, yes. you know, Ocarina of Time um, is no good. I'm talking transphobic nasty gross shit oh I'm, that i didn't know I'm, i I'm don't know but i have not heard about that i want to say that there was a while back that that adam sessler had a major twitter meltdown that included some transphobic and homophobic stuff uh hmm. i i don't know yeah, i i, I shouldn't not. speak out of turn because i don't i don't remember it 100 percent. and i hope oh wait wait okay yeah 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 uh oh Uh-oh. so Remember when Adam Sessler had a very public transphobic meltdown, and oh, it was man. retweeted by uh, by Ty uh, Rowe from uh, uh, Uppercut, and she Yikes. she is a uh, uh, yeah. There's okay, I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, Sessler okay. did did and said some real gross shit on Twitter a while back. Uh, well, that's you know, a damn shame. I'm, yeah, I'm okay with, sure. with keeping him out of my feed. Yeah. At, yeah, that, at that's the very it. I, least, I hope these shows do okay. Yeah, I, at the very least, that also Cloud and Collected in our chat, uh, their colleague Rose is the graphic designer, which is very cool. That's a that good is gig. Cool, and and yeah, that, a, a channel is not by any means just one person, <laughs> you know. So unless the channel is just run by one person, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah, shout out to Spawnwave. I love your stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I've been, uh, I've been doing a few Google searches, and it does seem as though there's some problematic Adam Sessler takes out there, which is really a shame. That's I didn't know yeah. that. That's, that's too bad. Yeah, I don't know. I always I I always enjoyed his stuff, but you know, there's that you find out some people's opinions and thoughts and things as you go on. It's like, oh, that's unfortunate. Yeah. And there you Never go. meet your but, heroes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you, very true. Either way. Um, it's still cool that this is back from a, uh, a you know nostalgia point. I'm curious if it can go beyond um, and really make its own thing on YouTube. Uh, we'll have to see. Yeah, I, I will at least uh, keep my ear to the ground on this. I don't know that I'm going to be tuning in anytime soon, but because I didn't care for Same. G4 when it was, you know, a thing back then. But mm-hmm. I'll, I'll at least keep my eye on this, and hopefully, hopefully, it's better than than its predecessor. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> Well, it's just weird because even though it's 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 called X Play, so far at least in two weeks, they haven't shown any interest on the channel at actually bringing the show back. It's just clip style content, which is that's fine, but it doesn't yeah. seem as though we're getting X Play in an episodic format. So, which not quite sure what's going on with this. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Guess we'll see how it evolves. 
Yeah. Oh, well. All right. Uh, next up. All righty. Here we go. Ratchet and Clank Life of Pi animated short appears on YouTube, is then taken down, then debuts on February 12th exclusively on Crave as a Ratchet and Clank special in anticipation of Rift Apart, but Insomniac hasn't said anything about it, apparently. I, I'll be honest, I have not had a chance to look into this. Yeah, um, I haven't gotten to watch this. I don't even—I don't think I've ever even heard of the Crave Network. Where the hell is Crave? I, yeah, I have no idea what <laughs> yeah. Crave is. Yeah, like what? And why would they debut it exclusively on this network? I'm not—I mean, maybe just because I haven't heard of it doesn't mean it isn't really popular. But I haven't heard of it. And Insomniac, maybe they have said something since, but if they did, they haven't said much. And so this whole thing is just a little bit weird, right? A little bit. Um, it looks cool. Like I wouldn't mind watching it. Twenty-three in the chat mentions that Crave is a Canadian streaming service. So I guess it makes sense that we haven't oh. heard of it. Okay yeah. then. Um, the show. This comes from VT and VV on Twitter. The show apparently does credit all the main actors we're familiar with. Uh, the company behind this is Mainframe Studios, who was formerly Rainmaker, aka the 2016 movie company. Uh, hmm. Directors Mike Alcock and Craig George are known for Spy Kids, Mission Critical, and Ready to Robot. Okay. okay. Sure. I'm not. I, yeah. Okay. So, looking at the uh, Twitter, this from uh, VTN Vivi uh, on Twitter, this kind of broke this broke this down and has some screenshots here. It's a ni- it's a nice animated style. Uh, it looks it looks nice. Um, uh, so, Ratchet and Clank go on a pizza adventure. Clank looks forward to free pizza thanks to ten cosmic uh, ten cosmic crust pizza coupons he accumulated. Uh, along the way, they encounter Nefarious's new interdimensional portal device and discover a pizza dimension, which, to me, that's either it's one of two things: it's either a pilot for it's a Ratchet and Clank TV show, or this is a animated prequel to Rift Apart. But I kind of, I, I kind of feel like that's a Dimensionator, so I don't think so. Oh, that's a good yeah. One. I think it was apparently it's meant to maybe build hype in anticipation of Rift of Heart, but not necessarily be connected to it story-wise or a prequel to it. This mm. whole thing is just so disjointed. Like, why wouldn't they be shouting this from the rooftops if the whole point is to drum up hype for Rift Apart? It's weird. Yeah. Agreed. So apparently I, the, uh, Canada's, Canada does not have HBO Max. They only have Crave TV, so they think this might end up on HBO Max in um, the States. <laughs> I, that, there's something really weird and, and comical about going to HBO Max to watch a Ratchet and Clank animated short geared toward kids. There's I, something really right? odd about that. I had to laugh because Cool Sebastian in the chat sounds says, sounded like you said Rift of Fart, which you know that is oh. not that is not out of the line of uh, Ratchet and Clank's uh, titles. That's true, actually. Yeah, is that the I, joke I would, they're going with? I mean, what would you do in a game called Rift of Fart? Would you? I mean, do I want to know. <laughs> they have. I um, so I, I don't. I don't know if you've heard this one, uh, Steve. Uh, do you know what they originally planned to call uh, Ratchet and Clank All for One? No. Ratchet and Clank Four Play. Oh, wow. I forgot about that. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> they were going to call it that. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's yep. just. It's so. It's just such like immature, low hanging fruit humor. But that's what kind of makes it funny in its own way. The Ratchet Classic. and Clank uh, Crack in Time was originally um, 
uh, clock bo- clock bro- blockers. Wow. Really? That yes. I didn't know. That's yes. actually... I really wish they'd gone with that. As cool as a crack in time is, I wish they'd had the, the uh, moxie to move ahead with they, the They've had blockers. some times where they've had to scale back those titles. I That's love the series so much. And That's it's infantile great. humor. It, it's legit funny. It, the series can be uh-huh. so legit funny. Uh, they are rated teen. Every Ratchet nice. and Clank game, I think, is either rated E or teen. Uh, offhand. <laughs> Rated I for infantile humor. Nice. Real quick, I want to <laughs> yeah. uh, shout out Classy Mudkip in the chat who suggests that Rift of Fart could be the next Wario game, but also uh, I know that you're a new patron as of today, I believe, so welcome, oh, welcome. to our live audience. We're glad you're here. And uh, Oh, welcome. I thought I, I recognized you. your name, but welcome all the same. I definitely see a, a uh, fart-focused Wario game. <laughs> of course. That, that doesn't require right. an imaginative leap of any kind. <laughs> Also, I just want to say all Mudkip are classy, right? I don't think there's a such thing as an unclassy Mudkip. That That's just true. me. But yeah, true. Yeah, I, I, I have to. I'd have to see this video myself um, because I've, I've honestly I've not seen the movie. I've never went and saw the Ratchet and Clank movie. I didn't hear great things. I just missed out on my chance to see it in theaters. Uh, I didn't even bother watching it on Netflix, which is a shame because I, I liked how they got a lot of the original voice actors. Um, yeah. So eh, we'll see. We'll see how this all goes. Um, all right. But yeah. Yeah. Sure. Well, let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. All right. There we go. All right. A Taiwanese ratings board has rated the Great Ace Attorney Chronicles for PlayStation Four, Switch, and PC, and as as long as well as Tales from the Borderlands for Switch and a PS Five native version of Genshin Impact. And even more, man, a Taiwanese rating board is going nuts. I only heard about the <laughs> right? Great, Ace Attor- Great Ace Attorney stuff. Which, Those are the you big know, ones, though. Yeah, that, that's not yeah. the... That, let's be honest, that's the big one because it's also been kind of confirmed thanks to that Capcom uh, ransomware leak. So right. hopefully this means, hey, it's coming soon. I'm so excited. Like, uh, as I've said many times, my wife and I played Ace Attorney 1, 2, and 3 on WiiWare, and she and I both love the series. But it's, it's so special to be able to experience that series together on the big screen. And it just wasn't the same when we tried to play Apollo Justice on, on, our, on my DS, like mm-hmm. crammed together. So even though it isn't 4, 5, and 6, which is what I really want to be able to play on TV with her, it's still more which Ace appa- Attorney. Yeah, and, which apparently yeah. is coming. And from everything I've heard, these two games are way better than 4, 5, and 6. Oh, for, better than all three of them? I heard they're better wow. than 4, but I hadn't heard they're better than all three of them. Interesting. Yeah. They, okay, these well, either way, I'm excited. Yeah. Definitely talked about in the same vein as, like, this is an amazing, you know, amazing is, two games. I, nice. I think there's, there's a deeper implication for this story, though. And mm-hmm. that is that we, we got to be getting, in the next week, a, a Nintendo Direct. Because, oh. I mean, this isn't the only thing we've seen. We've had this ratings board leak. Uh, NW Player 123 found an update for an unannounced Star Wars game on the eShop. Oh, right. I mean, All right. When, when the stars begin to align this way, when we start seeing <laughs> ratings coming All of a sudden, a lot of, like, games. Games we didn't even know existed yet. Yeah. There and has it has been a, a fair bit. Yeah, and it, it has been a fair bit of time between our last partner direct. So, yeah, you might be on to something, Steve. Yeah, I, I mean, I... I I would love for it to be a larger general direct, but I don't even know yes, if it exists anymore. <laughs> yeah, I, I um, hope so, but yeah. The, the only downside to this is if we are getting a partner direct soon, 
that really pours water on the idea that I've seen floated that on the 21st we'll get a Zelda Direct. Because that would be the 35th actual anniversary of Zelda. Oh, Nintendo doesn't care about that. They don't yeah, care. They're not. Yeah, it's not going to happen. <laughs> I they agree, were, but they, as, a, yeah. as a Zelda fan, I really just want it to be true. Oh, same. Oh, true. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, obviously. no, I mean, let's get a Zelda Direct and, and announce, say, what, a, a Twilight Princess Wind Waker HD dual pack for Switch, Skyward Sword HD for Switch. You're going to inspire You'll get each individual and you'll like it, Ash. I I can't imagine. I cannot imagine. Like, we might have had Mario games bundled together. I cannot imagine them bundling Zelda games together. No, I know. And, like, while I want, while I, what I want is just upscaled ports of Ocarina Majora 3DS, I'm sure Mm. what we'll get is just straight up ROM dumps of the N64. I was about to say the same thing. If we get a collection of any kind, (laughs) it's Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask, and (laughs) nothing's been done to them. They're, they're right. somehow worse, they're just, just a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, Ooh, Adam Davis says, Link to the Past remake in the style of Awakening? Sure. Yeah, as long oh. as we can get a locked 60 FPS in this case. Normally, I'm not a, I'm not a you know, stickler for that kind of stuff, but the, the frame drops were it did so throw you off noticeable lot. in Link's Awakening. So I as mean, long as that can be fixed. Yeah. I was not the biggest fan of Link's Awakening. I still think um, getting uh, the Oracle games in that style... Is yes. a no-brainer. Yes, as Rob Armanek says, Capcom Zelda games, please. Yes, I want Oc- or Oc- oh. the Oracle games to come back so Oracle badly. and get, give Minish Cap some love. People who play Minish Cap love Minish Cap. Yeah, or yeah. go back to what the original plan for the Oracle games was. Because remember, they were originally supposed to be three right, games. Three. So go back and, and make the third game, and let's just make have all three of them. That would be awesome. God, oh, that'd be, be cool. wild. Oh, man. Yeah. It would also so not be what Nintendo's going to do. No, <laughs> never going to happen. This is all pie in the sky, never going to happen stuff. Yeah. That being said, this Taiwanese rating stuff, it's 100% legit. I, there's oh, yeah. no reason to Yeah, these I mean, usually come out and... Well, yeah, because we be also had bright. a similar issue happen with No More Heroes 1 and 2 for the Switch. They got rated in Taiwan a long time before they right. just got shadow dropped. Mm. Uh, so, you know, I would say that if a ratings board is posting something, that means they've seen it. They've played it. Right. Uh, so there's no reason to believe that a ratings board would post just out and out wrong stuff. I mean, there are rare cases where a ratings board gets their hands on something. And then for whatever reason, that game doesn't see the light of day. Uh, right. The The most recent example I can think of is that there was an HD remake of the original Mortal Kombat that I don't hmm. know what the story is there with Warner Brothers, but it had been submitted to ratings boards. I think even the ESRB here in America got it, and it got rated. Hmm. And it, it still, hmm. to this day, has not been announced. So we don't hmm. know what Weird. happened there. But developers that worked on the game came out and leaked that, yeah, it's a real game. It exists. That's why we know it's a, a remake of Mortal Kombat 1, because it didn't out and out say, like, MK1 HD or whatever. Um, right. And then... You know, there's over the years people have been saying, "Oh, it is coming out." Oh, it's not, but at least the ESRB played it. <laughs> yeah, somebody right. played it. Yeah, uh, and as Aud- uh, related, Audoodle in the chat points out that uh, we actually had this as a potential news story for today, but it didn't quite make the cut. Uh, but they point out that recently, Gretzo, the, the, the devs of Link's Awakening Switch, are uh, they just announced they're hiring for something? I believe they said hiring for something medieval and stylish, which yep. could potentially fit. The Oracle games, depending on how they want to play play that, or something Zelda esque in general, it could. 
I'm not saying it is, but it could potentially have to do with that. Yeah. Um, but either way, Ever Oasis Gretzo's up two. to something. <laughs> Ever, oh God, Ever Oasis 2. <laughs> but yeah, either way, though, Gretzo's up to something. So that could be good news for Zelda fans. Let's hope. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump over to our next news story. This one hurts. <laughs> yeah. So remember the fact that there was going to be a yeah. concert we were talking about? It? I think it was in a post show. It's like, oh, man, they talked about Final Fantasy VII Remake news uh, thanks to this <laughs> concert. Uh, something cool might happen. No. <laughs> I take back what I said about this weekend. This weekend was shit because of Square. Damn it. <laughs> No, uh, I got to spend a lovely time was, with my wife. It was crap. <laughs> yeah. No, that 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 was disappointing though, because I, I stayed up pretty late on Friday night and I kept like you know uh, uh, reloading Did Twitter or refreshing. Anything happened? Nothing. A big fat nothing with a capital N happened, <laughs> and it was so disappointing. I was up until like four in the morning, still checking the hashtags on Twitter, like Oof. what's going on with this damn concert, and nothing. I swear to God, Nothing someone happened. at Square just loves trolling people on the internet because, I mean, I'm reminded of when they revealed that Final Fantasy VII was uh, coming to PlayStation or whatever. Or what was it? I remember they announced they oh to PS4 I think, and then it was just the Steam version, and it was the most oh. deflating thing ever. Uh, this was mm. before remake was announced, but right, yeah, I, I, I don't know, man. I I'm. I'm glad that I didn't stay up for this because I remember thinking, uh, Ash will just text me. He'll let me know. I'm, I'm yeah. just going to go to bed. <laughs> and I got and up. There uh, was uh, my yeah, thought was, I'll just see it in the morning, whatever. <laughs> yeah. I scrolled yeah. Twitter and I was like, okay, everybody's going to be talking about the final fantasy news. I'll just get it from Twitter. And I was like, nobody's talking about it. What, what happened? Yeah. And I just couldn't find it anywhere. I'm like, damn you square. <laughs> well, I, I think it, I was looking at that story you linked, uh, Ash, and apparently came from uh, the, the whole thing came from a Resetera leaker, right? So, Which you never know; that could go one way or the other. Oh, that's yeah, fair. yeah. I thought but, it was something man, like some statement by Square, like, yeah, "Oh yeah, too. we'll just keep an eye." I, I actually, that was my understanding was that, that that Square themselves had suggested that we should be on the the lookout or at least expecting FF Seven remake news at this concert, but apparently not. So. Um, you know, especially given that's the case, it's disappointing, but you can't be mad at Square for it because if they never said it, then you know yeah. there's no reason to. Yeah, it. not their fault. All right, then that's fine. I, I mean, yeah. we, we should all know <laughs> to trust Resetera leakers with a pinch of salt or a fistful yeah. of it in most cases. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to toss in their faces once it's untrue. <laughs> exactly, liar, <laughs> fake leaker, get out. Yeah. Of here. <laughs> But that said, oh, I hope well. we get something soon. I hope we hear something about the PS5 version soon because I just want it, want it so badly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Naughty Senpai, I would love a Crisis Core remake report. I want it. That game oh, yeah. needs to be played I would, more. I would take that because I played through. I want to say roughly eighty percent of Crisis Core on the PSP, and then mm. my memory stick got corrupted and I lost oh, my save, oh, no. and I was like, nope. And I just never finished. I didn't Which start sucks, it. Which sucks. You never saw the, the most, like, oh. I've never seen it. No. I got so the close. The ending's fantastic. It is amazing to see the difference yeah. between the ending of Crisis Core and what they showed in um, yeah. the original yeah, exactly. game. Because Zack goes out like a punk. <laughs> like I always I remember watching it, like seeing that scene for the first time as a kid. It's like, man, he sucks. Because <laughs> <He> just... <laughs> it's, it's brutal. Because all you see is like, him talking. All of a sudden he gets shot in the back and you know, dies and they, they're like, it's brutal because they like, he's 
laying on the ground, apparently already dead, and a soldier, the soldier with the gun just comes up to him and just starts piling his body full of bullets. It's like, holy crap. It's really wow. messed up, yeah. And, yeah, and the way Crisis Core shows that same scene is, is completely different mm-hmm. and a, a total reinterpretation and, and much better. Zack does not... Uh, as Derek said, go out like a punk. Although that, that's pretty brutal, man. I'm not sure. That's, that's, I, well, that's I, you mean. have to understand. This is my first RPG. I'm used to these people like doing sure. amazing things. Cloud, yeah. like, and like, I'll never live up to Zach. And like, looking at like what Cloud was doing throughout the entire game, and then look at Zach in this one scene, like, uh, mm-hmm. Zach kind of sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just unfortunately don't think we're ever going to get Crisis Core ported or remade unless it's done so without Gacked. Gact is the reason I understand. That really, we're not but why considering do we need Seven him? Remake, they might pull that off. Yeah, I, I hope so because as, as much as I enjoy the, the the lovable goofiness of of the dumb character that was Genesis, he's not needed. He's not necessary at all. Just cut I love how they made this whole big thing out of Loveless. That one sign that was shown at the very beginning of Seven. Yeah. It's like let's build a whole like play out of this. Yeah. And Genesis was just like the the absolute just poster child for a dumb Square Enix villain. Like Square Enix has a lot of great villains, but they also have a lot of not so great villains. And Genesis was like emblematic uh, of their worst villains, in my opinion. Uh, which is not to say that I didn't enjoy him when he was on screen because he was just easy to laugh at. But I'm like, you don't FF Seven doesn't need you. <laughs> we don't. Need, At least yeah, he got a good fight this. in there with Zephyroth and uh, that Angel. was a badass fight. Yeah, that was a cool fight. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and put up a next topic. All right. So, Nintendo President Shantaro Furukawa has commented on the company's approach to developing new hardware uh, and ensures uh, Switch has a long life cycle. And I've not had a chance to look at this. Have you read it, uh, Ash? I wish I'd had a chance. I've been kind of busy today, same as you guys. Um, But it's essentially an interview with, uh, let's see, uh, Nikkei, Japanese publication Nikkei. Of course, Uh, Nikkei. It's essentially talking about the Switch's life cycle uh, apart from console development in general. And uh, mm. Furukawa says Nintendo is always doing technical and market research when it comes to creating new hardware, which is pretty obvious. Uh, but he also said that the thing that makes an idea a reality is whether we can offer a new experience or not. And that is such a n- Nintendo line. They're always mm. talking about that that newness. It has to offer something new and unprecedented. And that's that certainly has not changed where Nintendo is concerned. Yeah, that's yeah. solely sort of that their thing. Um, I mean, the key I, takeaway here is he says that uh, even though that the Switch is entering its fifth year on the market, he still considers it to be in the middle of its life cycle. Uh, so he doesn't mm-hmm. say that it's, you know, winding down or, or it's getting a little long in the tooth, which, I mean, I think we all kind of suspect that at this point, that the Switch is going to be one of the longer-running consoles of Nintendo's history because of the fact that we are going into the fifth year, and it's doing mm. great. It's still yeah. fine. It's not so, slowing yeah. down at all. And honestly, it's perfect at this point as development gets more and more expensive on the PS5 you know, five and Xbox Series X. Here's a great chance for middle middle road games. You know, not, not extremely expensive. You can have some AA games in there and right. have some cool experiences. And like I gotta say, even I mean, it's wild to me that it is even entering the fifth year of its life because 
I don't know about you guys, but the Switch doesn't, doesn't feel, feel like that it. old to me. It no. doesn't feel that old to me. It's weird. Um, yeah. You know, I know, I know. Hardware-wise, it's obviously aging quite a bit, but I, I still think that the experience it offers, the, you know, in terms of being a portable console, I, I feel like it, 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 it surprisingly really didn't have to give up that much to to achieve that portability aspect. I still think Switch games, the best Switch games at least, look really nice. Obviously, compared to something like PS5, no. I mean, PS5's several cuts above visually, but I still think the best Switch games look beautiful, even on, like, 4K TVs and such. Mm-hmm. I think they I think they look good, but as somebody who is deeply... I don't want to say critical of visual presentation in games, but but I, I'm a keen observer of how, how the games are presented and how they look. Sure. I, I mean, Switch games are starting to look a little long in the tooth. They're... Performance-wise, so for instance, I was talking about this with some friends over the weekend. Bowser's Fury can get really bad at moments in terms of mm-hmm. performance. I mean, so do you guys? Do you guys know the Colosseum in Bowser's Fury? I don't remember which island it's on, but it's essentially a Colosseum. Every objective, you go indoors and you fight. No, oh, I haven't gotten that far yet in Bowser's Fury. No. Okay, well, there are several different cat shines you can get that involve you fighting, right? Big surprise. Mario has okay. to fight bosses from time yeah. to time. If you're fighting a boss <laughs> and Bowser shows up while you're doing that, oh. I mean, the game slows down to no joke, probably somewhere around 15 frames per second. Oof. And it stays Ooh, that, that way bad. throughout the entire fight. It's real bad. It's. Uh, I was pointing it out to someone because someone... Uh, actually, it was our friend John, John Cartwright. We were talking about it, and he mentioned how he loves Bowser's Fury, and I agree with him. It's really cool, and I do think it's a hint at the future of 3D Mario, but you can tell that the Switch is really struggling at moments to to realize that. So I think that, sure. you know, I can I can feel the age of the console when I'm playing it, but I think the thing that I love the most about the Switch, even in year five, is that the gimmick the switch has of being a hybrid console is not a gimmick because it has standed the test of time i still think it is incredibly cool every time i am playing a game on my tv and i just pop the damn thing out of the dock and the game is right there on a portable Mm -hmm. console because as you mentioned ash the games don't look portable they don't they don't even five years on they don't look right like portable games I, do, I still don't have that mindset that these are portable games i still have the mindset that i am picking up a console game and taking Definitely. it with me and that doesn't get old <laughs> i mean I, yeah. I still love that concept and uh as uh someone mentioned in the chat i will be really really sad if nintendo ditches this approach at any point if they come i can't out imagine another... them doing that at this point it's proven so it. popular Right, it's it, they've That's, carved yeah. out this brand new market segment for themselves, and how do you go back to a traditional model after this? Especially when handheld's been their, their their space that they've dominated since the beginning. Nobody's been able to been able to challenge Nintendo in the handheld market outside of cell phones, which arguably they're so different in mar- uh, targets there. And mobile and handheld gaming is so popular in Japan, it'd be a weird foothold to give up one. I agree. I just don't I mean, see them doing it. Yeah, the, the 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 portability aspect is too core. It's too much of a core component to to what the Switch is at its at its you know at its root. Uh, sorry, Steve. Go ahead. Oh no, I was going to say I, I agree with you guys. I look at you know the P- PlayStation Five, the Xbox Series X, 
And when I consider the size and the weight of these things, I'm amazed mm. by what Nintendo manages to pull off on such a comparatively tiny machine. And if we do get a Switch Pro that uses, I don't care, DLSS or whatever to get up to 4K, because uh, I will say, uh, I don't think that the Switch looks particularly great on a 4K TV, especially the UI. The UI, the UI is doesn't. under mm, yeah. 1080p, so it yeah. looks... It looks like a buffering YouTube video when I'm when yeah. I'm you know when I'm going through the, the UI menus. looks pretty bad. And there are parts of games like Xenoblade Chronicles when it hits all the way down to 540p or whatever it goes down to at its bottom resolution, it looks rough, especially on a bigger TV. It looks great in handheld mode. Uh, <laughs> and I think there are several games like that. Even Odyssey down scales its resolution down quite a bit in certain kingdoms. Uh, I would love to see if Nintendo could just get this thing to a consistent 1080p everywhere, like in games, in the dashboard, mm -hmm. in everything mm -hmm. else, I would be happy. If we got some kind of AI upscaling to 4K, I'd be even happier. Uh, but I, I, I do think that the Switch is probably... I, I agree that it probably has at least, at least another five years in it. Because what is Nintendo going to do? What are they going to call... A next hybrid console <laughs> i mean because yeah. yeah. i agree that they can't they've they've kind of painted themselves into a weird corner because they've found what everybody wants from them and if they ditch that concept there has to be some compelling reason to do so and i can't i can't imagine something more compelling than what they've what they're doing i mean it might yeah, be time it, to break out the the, the naming like I know some people have joked about the Switch Pro being called the Super Switch, but honestly, that might be a good idea for a sequel console. Agreed. Or for a half-sequel console, because, I mean, if really, the only the only sticking point people have with the Switch, you know, other than, like, stuff like Joy-Con Drift, is the fact that, compared to the competition, it is underpowered as a TV-based experience, right? And, mm -hmm. oh, and only relatively so. Like when, when uh, and I think you guys, I didn't know that Bowser's Fury dropped that much during during certain segments of gameplay. That's pretty rough. Same thing with, as we were saying earlier, Link's Awakening. I don't see why the Switch being capable of what it's capable of should not have been able to run that game at a full 60 frames per second. But when I play something like Smash on my 4K TV, that's at 1080p, and that looks fantastic uh, yep. on the Switch. But so, so there are, it's only relatively so, but I do think that a Super Switch or whatever, what have you, Switch Pro positioned at the right time to kind of coincide with Switch sales starting to taper off is a really great strategy to keep, to keep interest and sales up for the original Switch, giving them even more time until whatever their next big console release is. Um, but yeah, I mean, if, if they can address what seems to be really the main issue people have, which is lack of 4K and lack of, of power for, you know, for performance. If they could do that with a Switch Pro, they buy themselves a few more years to get their next Agreed. big console ready. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, might as well go ahead and switch over to our next topic, huh? Switch over, <laughs> nice. I know, he's like unintentional. <laughs> because it kind of ties into this, as super, speaking of, uh, Super Mario 3D World plus Bowser's Fury has reached number one in the UK software charts, selling three times as many copies as the original Wii U. Now, granted, UK is a very granular piece of um, data, but they're also the most forthcoming, which is why a lot of UK sales are shown. And they kind of give you a 
basic idea of how well it's selling and for the most part across the world and you know all that so the fact that it's selling three times as many copies as the original yeah that tracks this this game's gonna sell gang gangbusters it makes yeah (laughs) yeah as it should yeah i I, i'm really glad this game has gotten a second lease at least on life on the switch just because 3d world was already overlooked uh because it was on the wii u but doubly so because it was not necessarily what people were expecting from the next big 3D Mario at the time. But that didn't. neither of those things stopped it from being a fantastic game in its own right, and I'm so glad people get to experience it properly now on, on a platform that people actually own, because it really is a great Mario game. Yeah, I, I haven't touched the 3D World side of the package yet. I, I, yeah. I decided I was going to 100% Bowser's Fury over the weekend, and like I mentioned, I spent a lot of family time this weekend, so I wasn't on my right. Switch nearly as much as I... I am other weekends, but uh, I really like Bowser's Fury. I think that it is a really great uh, companion piece to to a full game. I don't think that it would be worth sixty bucks on its own, but I also don't think 3D World would be worth sixty bucks on its own in 2021. Uh, so mm-hmm. I think putting them together makes a lot of sense. And and from what I understand, there's been some great quality of life stuff done to 3D World to make it feel better, like the speed and and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So it feels like a, almost like a different game, Steve. Like as someone who 100 percent and I mean 100 percent of the shit out of the original 3D World. So I played it a lot. The immediately when you start playing this new version, the it's like a 30 percent speed increase, and it just makes. All the difference. Like, it, it you, fixes the one thing I didn't like about 3D World, basically. You, you weren't here. Uh, you were part of the uh, stream we did with um, uh, Kat, with uh, Kat and John for 3D World. But John said they did an experiment of uh, testing uh, Peach's... What do they do? Peach's speed against, what, Toad's speed in... Oh, yeah. Peach's Wii U speed versus Toad's... Uh, or no. Sorry. Peach's Pe- Switch Pe- speed. Right, compared to Toad's Wii U speed, Toad's Wii Peach U speed. beat him. Yeah. Wow! Yeah. Right? Yeah, that is insane. That's yeah. and, to yeah. give you an idea. <laughs> and walking actually serves a purpose now. Walking actually like lets you move at a brisk enough pace that you don't, you know, that there's a reason to sometimes do it as opposed to always be being uh, or holding down the dash button. Mm-hmm. Nice. Well, that's um, good to know. I mean, I, yeah. I liked the game fine on Wii U. Um, and honestly, were it not for the upgrades, I probably wouldn't come back to it on Switch. So I'm excited to hear hear about that and actually try it. Well, the online alone is a big enough upgrade for me just because it's still a pandemic. I would like to play this with someone. <laughs> so Yeah. Yeah. And like, the funny I know... thing is, I've not tried Bowser's Fury yet. I just haven't had time. Any, t- any free t- I played a little bit of 3D, 3D World itself, but I'm... Still got to focus on that Persona 5 Strikers review, so I have not touched uh, Bowser's Fury. I've dipped my toes in it. I, I've gotten maybe 15 cat shines or so, and I'm, I'm, I certainly plan on 100%ing it. But I've just been uh, you know, still kind of preoccupied by not only the original 3D world, just kind of playing it at this new speed, but also I'm still finishing up The Last of Us Part Two, so still kind of distracted by that. But uh, what I've played at Bowser's Fury, I... I like it. It feels a bit more like a proof of concept than a fully fleshed out 3D Mario experience. Uh, so I have some complaints about it, but I do enjoy it, and I'm certainly going to 100% it. I I agree with you 100% on that take, Ash. I feel like yeah. um, Bowser's Fury is, is a proof of concept the same way the Wild Area in Sword and Shield is a proof of concept ah, for the future uh-huh. of their respective series. 
Yeah. Be interesting to see what see comes that. of both. Oh my god, yeah. man! I am telling you right now, just just to get off track for a minute. <laughs> if the wild area from Sword and Shield is what the next mainline Pokemon game is based off of, it'll be one of my favorite games of all time. No joke. Nice. I I live for the idea of just a fully three D. Have you played the Pokemon DLC? Game. I have not. Have you played I, the Pokemon? It gets close because that that's them just expanding upon that. Like, ah, oh, here's a building in it. Ah, oh, here's a kind of a small town in it, and it gets oh, you man. closer to what you expect. All right, I got, I got. That makes me DLC. really want to play the DLC now, <laughs> even though yeah. I haven't even played the original. <laughs> so it, it, you can definitely see that's kind of where they're going. And the really interesting thing to me is, you know, people are asking for uh, a Gen Four remake. Well, guess what? If Gen Four gets a remake, it's being done in the Sword and Shield engine, and would they take Sword and Shield and turn it into that kind of wild area con- concept? Oh my god, dude! I feel or like they take uh, not that. Sword and Shield, but the take uh, take. Um, oh yeah, sorry, Pearl and Diamond. <laughs> Sinnoh, yeah, yeah, Sinnoh. I, I I would posit that they wouldn't do that just because, given what we've seen of, of the remake so far in Pokemon, Pokemon, we know we know that Game Freak likes to go pretty conservative. With mm-hmm. new ideas and such, especially in terms of world design, so I kind of assume that they're going to just hew pretty closely to the original layout of Sinnoh, and then maybe reserve their next, you know, like really uh, going all in on the wild area idea for Gen Nine, right? Or you know, that's kind of what I expect, yeah. expect, but it would be rather shocking. But yeah, Gen be. Nine, Gen Nine, I think is definitely where they'll show it off. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. I, but we're probably wait. still about two, three years out from Gen, Gen 9. Yeah, totally. Yeah. All right. Indeed. Well, let's go ahead and jump into our final uh, topic of the night. There we go. So, Resident Evil Outrage, allegedly once known as Resident Evil Revelations 3, is in development and will supposedly be announced soon as a timed exclusive on the Switch. Where is this rumor coming from? <laughs> uh, this is coming from Dusk Gollum, who has successfully reported on other Capcom and especially Resident Evil related rumors on Twitter. So it's ah, Dusk okay. Gollum on Twitter. Uh, at Aesthetic Gamer. Yeah. Okay. Dusk Okay. Yeah. So th- th- definitely cool. this person has, has uh, they, they have a fairly successful track record with Resident Evil related leaks in the past. So take with a grain of salt, as always, of course. But right. uh, but I think we've known for a while that there may have been a Revelations three style oh, game in development. According to uh, Rob Arman X in the chat, this was also confirmed in that Capcom leak a while back. Right, exactly. Oh, okay. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. Uh, according to this, uh, Outrage is a hundred percent the RE engine, though the RE uh, though the RE engine that's compatible with Switch, like Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, it won't be the best looking Resident Evil game, but it'll still look pretty uh, good, especially on Switch. Which, you know, considering Revelations, the Revelation series started out on a 3DS, yeah, that makes sense. That tracks with this uh, offshoot. I've not actually yeah. tried any of the uh, Revelations games. Nor have I. Oh, they're, they're quite good. Yeah, I actually, I, I didn't play either of them in their entirety, but I played quite a bit of both of them. And they're, they're good, bite-sized kind of standard Resident Evil experiences, if that makes any sense. It's, mm-hmm. it's kind of where, it's kind of where the, the slightly safer Resident Evil games are, are sent, it being the Revelation series. At least that's what it feels like to me, but I like that about it, and uh, they're, they're very reliably good, in my opinion. Or they have been so far. That's good. 
Yeah. Um, the only thing is, I hope that whatever this is, Outrage, Revelations 3, whatever, I hope it's named after the outrage I feel at Sheva only being in one game so far. Because, damn it, bring think, Sheva back! You think Sheva's Greece? awesome! Isn't Revelations usually used to bring back characters that aren't used much? Like, who, is is. Fe- who was featured in 2? Uh, Claire. It was Claire and... Um, First time she's oh, been back in a while, so... It was Claire and... Uh, I can't remember her partner character's name, but yeah, Claire was the main character. Yeah. I mean, maybe Sheva will get get in. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. That'd be cool. It would be nice. But yeah, I mean, what a cool character. And Oh, uh, oh, ba- oh no, Barry, but who's the... Barry's daughter is who I'm, who I'm talking about. So yeah, Barry, sorry. Barry is in Revelations 2. But I was oh. actually talking about Barry's daughter who travels with Claire. Is I can't remember her name at the moment. Uh, but yeah, okay. you actually do get to play as Barry as well, which he's also a character that hasn't been yeah, around that, for a Yeah, that's a character so. that doesn't get much love outside of the first game. Yeah. Um, I think the most we got out of him was like apparently all the epilogue endings from the original Resident Evil 3. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm... Hey, more Resident Evil. Always good. I, it's a series I need to play more of. I've, I've okay. played a fair chunk and enjoyed, but I... Um, God, I'm, I, I've not played original two, original three. I've not played uh, six. Um, uh-huh. I haven't played any of the Revelations games. There's a there's a fair amount of gaps in there that I'd like to fill in. Her name's Moira, by the way. That's Moira. Uh, Mary's daughter's name, Moira. Nice. Yes. Especially because six seems to be getting a bit of a reevaluation as of late, where it's like, yeah, I, it's not yeah. exactly Resident Evil, but it's still fun. Yeah, I enjoy what I played of six, even though I understand why people who don't like it dislike it the especially way at the it's time very action heavy yeah it's very action heavy uh certainly goes away from the survival horror thing more than any other game in the series has thus far but i actually still kind of enjoyed it but again i'm also a super casual resident evil fan so right yeah i need to try it i i kind of like the more action heavy games so i might like six yeah i've never touched it i one in the chat design. one in the chat asking the truly important question though but where's Mega Man x9 indeed yeah. Indeed, that is the <laughs> that is a truly important question here. Of course, of yes. course. But uh, yeah, that is pretty much all the news for uh, today and the weekend. So uh, a couple of interesting bits in there. We'll have to see uh, what happens for the rest of the week. But with that, we have covered all the major headlines from today's news. Uh, before we sign off, though. We do have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons, uh, whether you're at $1 or, you know, the max amount. All of you uh, truly mean the world to us. But, of course, we have to give a special thank you to everyone at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. And in addition, a massive, massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine folks include... Let's bring them up. (laughs) Here we go. Jonathan Belmare. Brandon Bovia, Rob Arman X, Dan Entwistle, Z Patty, Hyrule Hermit, Sky Blue Flames, Adam O'Sullivan, Richard Herrera, Michael Phone, Floating <laughs> Mew, Echo Carroll, a new upgraded pledge. Yes. Pledge. Thank, th- thank you so much. Thank you so much, Echo. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Christopher, The D Pad, Guillaume Monet, Vesmio, Waffle King, Nick Waterman, Kitty Kong Facts, Vedran Hotik, uh, Macalau, John, Joshua Hunter, Evernight Studio, Benny Yao, Shadow the Cat, Azran127, Ken Roulet09, uh, Jake Pelka, Geller, Shiny Turkey, 
Joseph Rutkin, Titus Malvolio, Charlie Bird, Mitchell Herring, Lucky Wonderfish, Top Dog 23100, Brooke, Young Ben Kenobi, Charles Zaz, Douglas Chomics, uh, Andrew Medeiros, RM M, Brett Brady Power, uh, Phantom 223, Scott Barber, Patrick Harrison, Rocks the Cat, Loyal Dingo, Flaming Highwayman, Sean Garrett, The Legend of Groose, Eddie B, Kai Ed, Kit Fisto, West Egg, Master Links, Sean Davis, Deneth, Jackson Jordan, Michael McCall, Matthew Wong, Ashish Joshi, Goron Amber, Straight Lace, Seth Walker, Hooby, Marcos Conscious, Wolf, Wolf X Blake and Moon Macarons, Kane, Captain Finlandia, 60 Minutes in 60 Seconds, The Game Orb, Dano the Artist, Synchro Lord, Brainchild, Rosa Bowling, Hi, Mom. Dark Umi, The Flying Tacos, Scuff196, and our newest patron that just upgrade, upgraded, Naughty Senpai. Thank you all so, so much. Woo. Man. <laughs> I'm going to like make Man, this a really, full body really workout. You're, 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 yeah, you're really going to lose yeah. some weight doing all these uh, EP these EP dances. Well, I sure Again, need exclusive to. Again, exclusive to live shows. Right. <laughs> I certainly need to lose a little weight, so that, yeah. that works out for all involved. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that you, too, can become a patron over at patreon.com slash gvgaming, where you can watch today's news tonight live and catch Ash's dance for as little as $5 a month. Thank you all so much for watching, and if you like this video, be sure to subscribe to Good Vibes Gaming for more good times like these. And until next time, good night, good vibes. Good night, everybody. Bye.